Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. About different motives. Now, if the motive is wrong, the thing is also wrong. Amen. If the motive is wrong, the thing is evil. Hallelujah. Write it down, please. If the motive is wrong, the thing is evil. Amen. And so, we are learning about different types of motives. And I want us to just go through the list quickly. What's the first motive that we studied? The motive of love. And I want to say that love is a universal motive. A motive which can be used by politicians, by pastors, by Christians, by husbands, by wives. It is a universally acceptable motive for almost anything that you want to do. Amen. Amen. Write it down. Love is the universal motive. So let love be the motive for most of the things that you are doing or trying to do. The Bible tells us that for God so loved the world or... For God loved the world so much that he gave his only son. Praise the Lord. So love is something when it is directing you or influencing you or, you know, motivating you, it is something that can make you do the right thing. Praise the Lord. I am standing here because I love the Lord. And if that is not the reason why I am here, then I am in trouble because with the process of time, whatever is under and whatever is there will come out. Whatever is in the foundation or in the heart of a thing, with time and with various testings, that motive is tried over and over and over and over again. The Bible tells us that love is as strong as death. Many waters cannot quench it. Neither can the floods drown it. Love is a very strong thing. If it is really love that is influencing you, then you are being influenced by something that is very strong. The Bible says many waters cannot quench it. Love can be compared to a fire which cannot be put out by water. The Bible says, many waters cannot quench it, neither can the floods drown it. Therefore, if you are going to marry, you must not marry because of money that somebody has. You must not marry because of visa or papers, as they call it. You must not do politics because of anything else, I believe, other than a real, genuine love for your nation. Otherwise, with time 
everything is going to come out and you are going to get into a whole lot of trouble. So the first important motive is love. What's the second one? Jealousy. We looked at the subject of jealousy and we realized in Daniel how his friends were jealous and what happened to them. Number three, money, finances. What's the next one? Competition. We realize that many people do things just out of competition to outdo another person. And that is characteristic of children. It's also characteristic of childish Christians and childish ministers trying to have a larger church because you want to have a larger church than that other person. It's also characteristic of childish human beings. I want to have that car because my friend has that car. And I want to have this, my child to go to this school because my friend's child goes to that school. And I want my child to wear this because her child wears it. Not because it's good, but because they are also having it. And so I must have, and then mine must also be nicer. You know? And these are not motives which will help you because in your competition you may be running a race which will be very expensive to finish. Hallelujah. And you may be trying to impress people when you should not try to impress anybody. Can I have an amen? amen. What is the next one? Pardon? Power. We read in First Peter 5, the Bible says that you should not lord it over people if you are a leader. And you should not try to get power so that you will lord it over anybody. Amen. If you are a husband trying to gain power to lord it over your wife, you will find out that wives too have the ability to resist. Amen. And through their resistance, your marriage may break. Can I have an amen? How many know that wives have power? Huh? They have power. <laughs> Hallelujah. Turn to somebody, shake the person, say, my, my sister, wives have power. Don't joke with them. Hallelujah. Amen. All right, now the next motive is what? Fear. That's what we did last week. Amen. Fear must not be a motivation or something that leads you. I've learned that long ago, that fear is a demon, a spirit. Bible tells us in Timothy, God has not given us a spirit of fear. He didn't say God has not given us a mood or an attitude or a feeling of fear. But God has not given us a spirit of fear. Hallelujah. Now, I believe today we can finish. The next one is hatred. Hatred. Turn your Bible with me to 1 John chapter 3. First John chapter 3. First John chapter 3. And we want to read verse number 13, 14, and 15. All right? It says, we know that verse verse 13 marvel not if the world hates you 
Amen. And verse 14, we know that we have passed from death into life. Why? Because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. Whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer. And ye know that no murderer hath eternal life abiding in him. Praise the Lord. Amen. Now today, I don't think, I believe that we'll just dwell on this for a little while. Uh, I want you to see here, how many of you have got hatred in your hearts? Is there any brother here with hatred in his heart? But uh, Do you know of anybody who has hatred? My sister, do you know of anyone who has hatred? You don't know of anybody. Have you heard of anybody before who has hatred? How do you know when somebody has hatred in his heart? What is the cardinal sign of hatred? Huh? When he's annoyed. No. Pardon? The person does evil. No. There's a very classic sign of hatred. You see, I, I want to tell you something. I have seen hatred uh, around. And there's hatred around. All right? And I'm going to give you three examples of hatred. But before I get to the three examples, remind me to give you those three examples. But before I get to those three examples, I want to ask you, what is the cardinal sign of hatred? He, he does not appreciate, no? He frowns when he sees you, no? Sir? MV, no. No idea. Anybody, doctor? He does not approve things that you know. Bitterness, no. The, the sign is in the Bible. We are reading it. You look at it and see. We are reading it in verse 15. In verse 15 of, the, of your Bible. 1 John three fifteen. Whosoever hated his brother is what? Is what? A murderer. The cardinal sign of hatred is what? Murder. When you want to, you, you want to kill somebody... You have hatred in your heart, number one. When you want somebody to die, you also have hatred in your heart. That's hatred. I'm talking about hatred. I'm not talking about dislike or anger or bitterness. I'm talking about hatred. Amen. Now, where hatred is, in fact, there is always a lot of trouble. So you and I must make sure that hatred goes away from our hearts. I have seen examples of hatred. In Ghana, we have seen coups. Have you not seen coups where people have been killed? Huh? By uprising soldiers. Soldiers rising out of the ranks to kill people. Is that not murder? 
Yeah, it's murder. And what motivates them? You know, and when a person is doing a coup, or when people, when soldiers are rising and doing a coup, look, they've got to a point where it's no longer just some feeling in them, but now the hatred that is there, sometimes for their senior officers or for people that have, you know, been in charge of them and have been over them for years, the hatred that is there is real. And that is what motivates people sometimes to rise up and kill, rise up and destroy. And you must make sure, you and I must make sure that there is little or no hatred in our hearts. And that is why Ghana, I tell you, we need reconciliation and compensation to people who have been wronged and people who have been killed or whose families have been killed maybe without enough analysis of the situation. Amen. Because some of the reasons which, for which people were killed some time ago, those reasons still exist today. If, that is a, if we are using the same yardstick and the same ruler, we should be executing people on a daily basis. Ateshi. Amen. How many understand what I'm talking about? Are you with me, please? If there are any Christians here, if, if, if we are using the same ruler to measure things today as they were measured some years ago, people should be executed on a daily basis at Teshi or other places where they can. Maybe they have to select some more sites because the people will be too many. But it looks like we are not using the same yardstick. Praise the Lord for that. Because we are all human beings and we can make mistakes. Amen. So that is why we need to reconcile. Amen. And I'm saying it as a minister. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I'm saying it as a minister to the whole nation that we need it all. Because when we don't have it, what happens, you see, whenever blood is shed, Macbeth said something. He said, blood will have blood. These were the words of a, a, a good writer, Shakespeare. Blood will have blood. Whenever blood is shed, it, it, it's, it's not an easy thing. You know, whenever blood spills on the ground, you have to answer questions. And once some people have been killed, it generates a spirit of revenge. And even though it may take 20 years, you find out that the hatred is still there. There are people with a lot of hatred in their hearts. So I believe as a nation, we have to go down and dig up the bones and then compensate and reconcile and forgive. Amen. And I would say that it's not one-sided. It's not only, you see, I would say something. Um, you see that sometimes whenever a hus- you hear of a story that a husband has uh, maybe gone to commit adultery or has beaten his wife, I'll just put them in the same bracket. Everybody says, ooh, 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 very, very bad. You see, but something maybe has been happening for two years. Do you understand? that made the person do that but usually people don't talk about the two years where the person was being provoked they just talk about the time that the man got up and beat his wife but that is the result of something a seed or certain things maybe that were happening but nobody mentioned that in the same way some of these revolutionary actions 
they did not just happen in isolation. They were also a result of something that was also happening. So the reconciliation and compensation we are talking, it's not a simple thing. It's not that one person should get up and say sorry. And so that Other things too were happening. That caused people to wake up and do certain things. So we are saying that let there be true love and then real reconciliation just as Germany is compensating Israel for killing a lot of the Jews. And just as they are all over the world, they, they realize that they have to pay compensation and nations are paying various monies to compensate so that the blood will rest and the hatred will die. Otherwise, you may find that one day maybe the Jews will go and start bombing Germany. In fact, there are many places in the world where they will say a good German, the only good German in the world is a dead German. Yeah. Many Jews will say a good German is a dead German. And Jews don't drive German cars. If you go to uh, Jewish areas, and so they don't drive German cars. The car that they use is Volvo. And other, those are their executive cars. They don't drive Mercedes Benz, BMW, and so on. No. So where a person begins to say that the only good German is a dead German, then he wants the person to die, isn't it? It means that there is hatred in the heart. Amen. And it's hatred. And you see, Palestinians and Jews, it's hatred. That is what is making them kill one another. Now, another place that I have seen hatred is in marriage. I have seen husbands who hate their wives and wives who hate their husbands, really. And you may wonder, is it possible? Or very, very, very possible. There are many husbands who, there are husbands who actually hate their wife. And wife, I was once talking to a wife who was saying, the, the hatred that is in my heart after marriage of years, you know. And I want you to understand that these things are real. And we must make sure anytime you begin to wish that the person would die, then you are begin, began to hate. You may not know, but I'm showing you. But I say, he that hated his brother is a murderer. And we all know that no murderer has eternal life. I want you all to look in your heart and see is there anybody you hate you wish would die or you wish he would not exist then you have begun to hate the person <laughs> how many have realized that you have some small hatred in your heart wonderful <laughs> any person you have that wish for then you must know that hatred has entered your heart and hatred should not be in your heart even your enemies you shouldn't, you shouldn't hate them. You should leave them to God. That's right. God is more wicked than we are. More wicked. More. When God is killing you, 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 can't, you can't survive. When God is actually finishing you off, you can't. So leave it to God. That is why the Bible tells us in Romans, do not take your own revenge. Let, let's look at that quickly. Look at Romans 12. want your enemies to be really punished. How many want your enemies to be truly and very, very well punished? Very good. Then, relax and love them. And then just call on God, amen, to take over. Because God is more wicked 
than you and I when it comes to revenging. Amen. It says in Romans chapter 12, verse 19, Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Therefore, in other words, you the human being, when somebody has done something very wrong to you, what do you do? If thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirsts, give him Coca-Cola and Fanta. For in so doing, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Now, meanwhile, as you are giving him food to eat and drink to drink, the earlier verse is saying that God is going to repay the person for his evil deeds. So you will be giving him Coca-Cola and God will also be punishing him. When God punishes you, say, oh, sorry, get Coca-Cola to drink. When says, oh, get some food to eat. Because as for you, dear, you are walking in love. Hallelujah. Just leave it to God. Leave it to God. I said, God is more terrible when it comes to revenge. God said, leave it to me. That is what, if you were to put that in our modern language, God would be saying, leave it to me. You just leave it. Stand aside. As soon as you are involved, I can't do certain things. So just stand aside and leave it to me. Just be serving them with Coca-Cola. As I lash them, then you give them Coke. When I lash them again, you give them food. Buy plaster for them. Buy gentian violet for them. When God gives them more sauce. But you, make sure that there is no hatred in your heart. Because if there is hatred in your heart, you may take a knife and kill when you shouldn't kill. But when you kill to God, you say, oh, but you too, why did you kill? Come and let me also kill you because you shouldn't have killed anybody. How many want God to kill you by mistake? Stand to your feet. We'll continue next week. Lift up your hands and speak. Close your eyes, everybody. Lift up your hands, speak to the Lord, and let every hatred go out of your heart right now. Say, Lord, I release hatred for all my enemies and all the people that I've done wrong, and may there be no hatred in my heart from today. May there be no hatred. Some of us hate. We hate different groups of people, but God is saying, no, now... You shall no longer hate, but leave it to me. And as I will do, I will bless. And as I bless, you also heap coals of fire on their head. Father, we thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. If Close your eyes, please. If you are here this morning, if you're not giving your life to Jesus Christ, you want to be born again. You want to say, Pastor, pray for me. I don't know if I'll go to heaven or hell if I die. Pastor, please pray for me. If you are here like that, lift up your right hand high. Your right hand, please. High up, please. High up in the sky. Pastor, I want to give my life to Jesus. Lift it up high. God bless you. Pastor, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to join the church. I don't want to go to hell. God bless you. Come to the front. I'll pray for you over here. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. 
and remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.